Hi, this is Sean Benson from Harvest Church in Warrensburg, Missouri. I want to thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. For more resources, log on to harvestwarrensburg.com. We're going to start out in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. I'm not going to give you enough time to get there. You're welcome. But again, it can be found on our app. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. (laughs) You know, today, obviously, if you didn't know by now, we gather together with like millions of Christians across the planet, like not just in America, but literally across the planet. It was the most beautiful thing to see Christians in India you know, hanging lights and erecting their Christmas trees in this deeply heathen nation. You know, the Christians had their day to celebrate Christ as well. You know, it's, a, it's not just America, it's across the land. And we, we gather, together, gather together, I'll get it right eventually, you know, to celebrate the king, the king who was born, the one who was born, as we've already talked about, to die. The, the story of Christmas, if you've been following us for the last couple of weeks in this series, the story of Christmas is kind of, mind-boggling in so many ways. You know, and, and we've, we've, the series is called like, The Characters of Christmas, and Pastor Misty uh, recognized this nuance without actually us having to talk about it. We're really talking about characters with characters. We're talking about the character and the people behind the story of Christmas. And, and, it's, and it's truly mind-boggling in a sense. I mean, all the way from Zacharias and Elizabeth and the story that we've unfolded for you there and you know Mary and Joseph and you know still a lot of details yet to be excavated but but even down to like who Jesus would become and little Johnny like the role that they would play someday like it's all literally mind-boggling and it's mind-boggling to me as we as we look over the story and we see that every single character represented uniquely like had a unique role to play in the unfolding of Father God's master plan have you been seeing that Like every single character that we've talked about seems somehow to perfectly fall right in line with their destiny, with their God-given purpose, with God's master plan. They uniquely filled an individual part in their personal lives that again uh, went to help to design this master plan tapestry that that God had for them. As I review this story, this question comes to mind. And I wonder how many of them felt like they were in the middle of God's master plan. And obviously, by extension, that question is to be applied to your hearts and your lives today. Like, how many of you, it's like, man, as you think about 2022 and you think about your life, like, do you feel like you're in the middle of God's master plan? I I would guess the characters that we've studied so far, I would guess they probably didn't feel like that. Is it fair to say that a lot of us don't feel like that any given moment? We're like, yeah, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> you think about Elizabeth, you know, Elizabeth waiting a lifetime for the, for the birth of the promise, uh, waiting a lifetime as a, as, a, as a woman who was barren with the clear written scriptural promises of God over her life, but seemingly not seeing the fulfillment of that. Like, I wonder somewhere in the middle she was just like, I don't even know where God is. 
You know, I mean, have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like that, like at any point in your life, you just kind of felt a little bit adrift where you were going, look, I don't know if God has a plan for my life and I don't know where I'm at in the process of that at all. Like whether I'm executing it, like whether like things are happening or, or whether I, I've like just completely blown it. Like maybe I've been wandering in the distance, like one degree off for the last 25 years. I'm like way off the bar. I mean, does anybody ever feel like that? I would submit to you that I think that these characters felt like that too. You know, I feel like in the middle of their storyline, like I don't know that they were going, man, look, this is awesome. Everything is awesome when you're following God. Nobody watched the Lego movie? You guys are lame. Okay. Or I just have kids. Either way, you'll go look it up now and you realize just how cool your pastor really is. Anyway, moving along. It's Jesus time, not mine. Just let you know. You know, I don't think that they woke up like in the middle of the divine storyline and just thought, oh, like it's everything is falling into place. Everything is perfect. Like, like God is like this breakthrough around every corner. It's amazing. Like I am executing this thing with perfection. Instead, you know, I I think probably they would wake up every day kind of like we do. And most days are just normal. Is that a fair description? I mean, most days, you know, you just kind of, you, you know, you're, you, get, you do your quiet time. We're doing quiet times, right? Yeah. I just don't want to make any false assumptions. You know, we have our time with Jesus in the morning. We get our cup of coffee. You know, we're, we're creatures of habit. We go through the same routine. Let the dog out to go potty. You know, get yourself dressed. If you've got kids, then chaos ensues once they wake up until you finally get your butt out the door. You know, basically every day is the same. You go to work, you do your thing, you go home to sleep, you watch your favorite TV show, whatever it is, right? Like it's just normal. I think it was normal for, for them as well. And, and, and one of the things that strikes me this Christmas season is we're, as we're pondering the events of these characters and this, this grand master plan of God that was unfolding. One of the things that strikes me is in our culture, we get so focused on like the will of God. Everybody's like, wait a second, Matt, just hang on, I'll get there. We get so focused on, on, the, on the will of God and like, what is this master plan for my life? Or like, what is my, my destiny? And, and we wrestle with all these questions until we're completely stressed out about it all. What college should I go to? Like, I don't know. I don't know what God wants for me. If I, like, if I chose Mizzou, which would be the right choice, nothing in Kansas would be appropriate at all. You know, if, you, like, if, I, if I choose this school and not this school, am I going to somehow wreck God's divine plan for my life? I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm stressed out. I don't even know what he's saying. Or, or maybe, you know, some of you, I know some of you in here, you're, you're looking to go to the mission field and we make such a big deal out of it. Like, oh God, I just don't even know. There's like a billion countries and people groups and languages and tribes and ties. And I don't know if I should go to Hawaii, which I think would be a good plan. You're like, <laughs> like they need Jesus too. Come on, right? Send me, Lord. Here I am, your humble servant. You know, like, you, know, you don't know if you're supposed to go to Hawaii or if you're supposed to go to Iraq, right? Like, I, 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 my flesh cries out. There's a certain, you know, but, but we stress out about it. But it's like, God, I don't know if I choose this thing or that thing. Like, is it going to ruin your master plan? And, and, and here's what I feel like we've discovered as we've excavated this story this Christmas season. I don't think they were all that concerned about it. 
I, you know, I don't read anywhere in here where Elizabeth and Zacharias, they were waking up in the morning and they were like fretting over oh, the will of God and like their destiny and whether they were going to meet it or not or whether I go to the temple today or not. That's going to just bring whole destruction to my life and I'm not going to be able to enter into glory. I, I, just, I don't see them fretting about it. I don't see anywhere in there where they're just like, Man, I, I, I just, I'm stressed to the max about all these decisions of my life, what school to go to, what, you know, what, you know, what, what doctor's office to go to, or what, what school to send my kids, what community to build a house in, and like, oh, just, I don't even know what the will of God is over. I don't see them stressing about it. But you know what? Every character that we've talked about so far, perfectly, they found themselves perfectly in the will of God. They, they, they found themselves like in the fullness of time where God was breaking in. They go, yeah, this is the moment. This is the moment that I've been, I've been baking you for. Like, this is the moment that you were born for. Right? It doesn't feel like the moment I was born for. I just woke up and had my coffee and let the dog out like normal, right? This is the moment. This is the moment where God breaks in. And again, I, I want to say like it wasn't because they were stressing about it. It wasn't because they were striving to make something happen. It was for an altogether different reason. And I would submit to you that the reason that we see God breaking in upon these people is, again, not that they were striving to make something happen, not that they were like stressing out about the destiny and the plans of God over their lives, but that they were honoring God and going after him in the secret place. What we find is a, is a people who were faithful to pursue God in the midst of the mundane. What we find is, is a people who were prioritizing God over their own lives, over their own hearts, over their own disappointments. They weren't, like Elizabeth wasn't willing to walk away from God in the midst of this divine story that's unfolding. How many of you know, like some people in the body have walked away from God for far less. Here this woman's like, in the word of God it says this, I'm now literally the butt of every joke in the community and then a lifetime later. We see God show up. But in the middle, she was faithful to God. I, what he was looking for was character. He was looking for somebody with a big yes on the inside of them. He was looking for people who were going to remain faithful in this quiet place where nobody knew about it. He was looking for the people who would remain encouraged in some way in their pursuit of God and making him first in their life. He was looking for a people despite their own confusion, despite their own disappointments, despite things not looking perhaps like they thought it was supposed to look like in their life. He was looking for a people who still got up in the morning, who cracked open that Bible. They said, God, I don't need to know. I'm just going to pursue you. I'm going to embrace the conflict in my life. I'm going to embrace this barren season, and I'm going to believe on you, God. I'm going to trust in you. And if you never come through in the way that I think that you're supposed to come through, it's okay because I trust you, God. How many of you know God literally is roaming around looking for someone to show himself strong and whom to show himself strong? You want God to just show up in your life? You want God to, like you want to fulfill your destiny? We don't get there through striving and stressing out over all the details of what, the, what, what step am I supposed to take now? We get there 
by pursuing God in the quiet place. We get there by the quiet character development that happens behind the scenes. And when we step into that behind the scenes when no one else does it, how many of you know God is the one who rewards what's done in the secret place? God is the one who rewards the pursuit of those who I've just described. He's the ones who reward the Zacharias and the Elizabeth, the Joseph and the Mary who again, maybe aren't the most influential, maybe aren't the most powerful, but they are faithful to pursue him in the secret place. This is a familiar verse for you. Matthew chapter six, verses 31 through 33. It says this. Do not worry then saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all of these things, for your heavenly Father knows what you need. He knows that you need all of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Now, I think that we can broaden that quite substantially. In effect, what he's saying, listen, everything that you need in your life is found in your pursuit of the king. Everything that you need. Like, so you're not striving to try to figure out your destiny, although I think those are good questions to ask. God, what do you want? We want to be sons and daughters who are led by the Spirit of God. It's not as if the pursuit of that is a bad thing. It's the sense in which we stress out thinking somehow we're going to make it happen, right? Like, I, I would wager that we have more faith in our ability to blow our destiny than we have in God's ability to maintain it and make it happen in our lives. And we've got to switch that around. We've got to have more faith in his ability to get me there than in my ability to mess it up. <laughs> we've got to be able to, to switch this, this, this mindset. But it says here, if I seek first his kingdom, all of this other stuff will be added to me. So it's like, like if I actually make Jesus my focus, if I make his righteousness, what's his righteousness? It's his right ways. So if I'm making my life, I want to, like, I, my, my, the, the, my whole life is actually in pursuit of him and his likeness. It's an intentional pursuit of, in every way, looking like him. Allowing Holy Spirit to convict us. Allowing Holy Spirit to go, mm, that, you shouldn't say that to your wife. I don't want to say that to my wife. I repent, God. I want to be like you. You know, we need to make our life's aim looking like Jesus. You know, smelling like Jesus, if you will. We want to be ones who it's said just like it was of the apostles. Like, man, these people there, they didn't, they didn't go to college. They didn't, I don't even know. But boy, they must have been with Jesus. They look like Jesus. They're starting to sound like Jesus. We need to make it our life's aim in the secret place. Like more than striving about where we go and what we do here, we need to make our life's aim striving about who are we going to be. Who are we going to be? I think that's what we see in the story of these characters. I want to have his compassion for people. As I get older, I don't want to grow into a grumpy old man who's like, People suck. Tired of people. That's why I bought property so I didn't have to deal with them. We're going to put an 18-foot fence across that boundary. I'm tired of looking at my neighbors. You know, Ugh, get off my porch. Dang dog came over and pooped in my front yard again. True story. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to grow up. Like, I, you know, have you ever thought about this? I've thought about this. I've got Alzheimer's that my, like my mom's 
dad, my grandpa, yeah, I said that right. My grandpa on my mom's side, he got Alzheimer's. At some point, he just, you know, he just kind of forgot how to be himself, you know? I, if I ever got Alzheimer's someday, first of all, come lay hands on me. Let's get that out of the way, you know? But, like, it's kind of like it, it pauses everything, and, like, what's on the inside comes out. You know, my grandpa was this, like, ornery guy. He'd walk around, like, steal cake off people's plates and stuff. And I'm just like, that's hilarious. Like, I, like I'm just thinking, like, if I was that, like, I don't want to be the grumpy old cosier over in the corner. I want to be the guy that's just oozing Jesus. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, like, who do you want to be? Like, make your life's pursuit having the compassion of Christ for the people that are around you. They know not what they do in most cases. Have your, your life's aim you know, being kind like Jesus is kind. Responding like Jesus responded to sinners. You know, responding like Jesus responded when his buttons were pushed. Make your life's aim looking like Jesus, repenting over and over again. Make this your life's pursuit until you get it. By the way, repenting means like literally changing your mind. Like, I, I'm, I'm making, I'm before you with the power that you provide. I am changing my mind, and the change in mind will change my behavior. That's what repentance looks like. Like, making your life's aim, repenting until you look like Jesus, until when you show up in the room, people are like, I don't know what's different about you. Like, like until when you walk in the room, people are going, you're going to have to give an account for the joy that's in you. You're going to have to give an account for why you treat those people the way that you treated. Because like you, were, you were in our world, you were just to treat them poorly, but you didn't. Can you explain that to me? Like You need to make your life's aim looking like him. Listen, I'm telling you, when you make that your aim, like when this is the thing that we go after, when we seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, when we're seeking to sharpen ourselves into his likeness by the grace that he provides, then God literally finds you in the fullness of time and brings you into his destiny, into your destiny, however you want to look at it. Like It's like you can't miss it when you're doing this. That's kind of the point. Like I can't miss the will of God in my life when there's a yes on the inside of me. And all I want is his will to be done. You get that. I don't have to strive about those things. I do have to make my entire life's aim, however, going after him, lifting him up, making his name great. You know what? And, and I would add, and this is, we're getting ready to start 2023, and, I want, and we just closed out Christmas season-ish. We're still closing it out, but probably everybody's done with their Christmas shopping, and if you weren't, Walmart's closed. Sorry, suckers. <laughs> you know, you know, but... And so it, it makes sense even to say this, like, make your aim glorifying Jesus and your finances. Make your aim being found trustworthy in your finances, being wise in the stewardship of the resources, by the way, that are his. They're not yours. You know, becoming a, a generous steward. Like, like what does, a, what does a, a steward of a wealthy philanthropist do with that money? Like, give it away. Well, guess what? Your father's a wealthy philanthropist, and it's all his. Right? So getting to a place where we can say no to ourselves, live within our means, you know, sacrifice if that's necessary, and allow God to breathe on your situation. We just happen to have a stewardship destiny group coming up. Starts in January. If you're struggling in this area, there's their shameless plug for that, you know, for that destiny group that's coming up. But make your entire life's aim going after him and intentionally conforming into his image.
Now, this is the last Sunday of the year. Usually this time of year, we're starting to think about New Year's resolutions. I don't know if anybody does that kind of stuff or not. Probably we've given up because we never actually follow through. We're like, yeah, I just don't even do that anymore. I don't buy that gym membership anymore. It's just, it's just you know, I go get Starbucks instead, you know. But if you're thinking along those lines, I mean, oftentimes people usually are like, well, I'd like to lose a few pounds this year. That's where the gym membership comes from, right? I want you to flip that in your mind. I, I want you, instead of thinking about health in your bodies, though, by the way, you need to do that as well. I want you to start thinking about health in your spirit and your mind. Like, what would, what would it look like this new year? Again, we're talking about those who are, who are serving the Lord and going after, like, intentional conformity to his likeness in the quiet place in order to position ourselves for the destiny that he has, okay? That's what we're talking about. What would it look like if this year, in light of that, you started making a little goal? Maybe you decided you're going to set the dial on your clock back 10 minutes. You're going to add 10 minutes to your morning quiet time. Just 10 minutes. That's totally attainable, right? I mean, 10 minutes? Like for real, like 10 minutes, no big deal. But, but, but commit to it, do it. Make that your New Year's resolution. I'm going to spend 10 additional minutes in my quiet time. You know, and, and if you're not having a quiet time, maybe just having them is a good place to start. So make it your resolution. Like, like I understand, I've been stressing about all of these things. But what I've been neglecting is the pursuit of his face. And I'm going to change that in 2023. I'm going to spend time with him. I'm going to wake up in the mornings. I'm going to make it my aim. And it's, it's okay if you mess up. Just repent and get back after it. Right? I'm going to make it my aim to, to open up the scriptures. Maybe you do that on the regular. I pray that you do. But, but, but maybe we just up the ante a little bit. I'm going to read something out of my Bible every day this year. I think that's a really good goal. How many of you know it doesn't, well, it takes me a long time. <laughs> I get hung up and the Lord starts speaking to me and next thing you know, he's taken an hour of my life away. But it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't take long until he starts talking to you to read just a simple chapter in your scriptures. Right? So if you're not doing anything, begin to do something. Make it your aim to do something because it's this that positions you for him to break in and steer you towards the fulfillment of your destiny. Is this making sense this morning? Out of Joshua 1.8, I love this scripture. I could sing it to you because I learned it first in song form, but I actually won't beat you up with that. <laughs> this book of the law. I learned it in old King James, but no, I'm not going to do it. It says this, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may be careful to do according to all that is written. I see I have to try to diffuse the King James from my brain as I read the New American Standard. For then you will make your way prosperous, for then you will have success. I, I, wonder, I wonder how many of us have been looking to the Word of God for success. I wonder how many of us have been looking everywhere else for success. One right here, it says, all along. Pursue God. Make Him your aim. As we close out this year, I want to admonish you, make Jesus your everything. Make this your New Year's resolution. Make just the pursuit of him just a little bit more. Like, I'm going to give a little bit more. I'm going I'm I'm to give a little more of my money away. I'm going I'm to make it my aim to, to talk to my neighbors about Jesus this year. I'm going to step it up just a little bit because Jesus, you're worthy. Because I'm going to be the one found faithful in the quiet place. Stop stressing about all the other stuff and just make him your priority and all of the other stuff will take care of itself. That's what the word tells us. Amen? Jesus, we ask your help this morning. It's 11-11.
Just so you know. Only my wife understands that. (laughs) Help us, Jesus. We need your grace. And we know from your word, you say your grace is sufficient. We receive that grace. Help us to orient our lives around the pursuit of your face. Help us, Jesus. We don't want to build our kingdom. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to exclusively go after the things that are comfortable. We want to go after you, Jesus. We want to go where you go. Say what you say. We want to be you to our neighbors, family, and friends. We're asking in this coming year, Jesus, that you would use us to bring more people into the kingdom than we ever thought imaginable. God, that you would use our meager efforts in that quiet place such that we're sensitized to your presence such that we begin to shift the way that we think and like the negativity gets peeled off and all the stuff that you do as we behold you and we begin to become like you and the renewing of our minds and the reading of the scripture. We give you permission to do it all. We ask for the grace. We ask for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We ask that you would break off all the stony sections and complacent parts of our hearts. We devote this new year to you. We devote it to you, to your greatness and to everything that you want to accomplish in us. God, we lay our lives down to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. In Jesus' name. Amen. I have some questions for you. I have a few special items in this. So in what, like, if you're new to Warrensburg, I know that at least one of you out there is. This is the only store. <laughs> I should have blacked it out because, you know, with all the people that watch our live stream, I don't want to advertise falsely. You know, they're going to have to pay. I need to call them and get them to pay me for this. I didn't think about that. I got a few questions for you. And really, it's about the first one to raise their hand. And we'll go from there after that. So, who in the last month has shared the gospel with somebody that you don't know? I see you guys first. You, my friends, come. first of all, applause for these people. Come on. Chosen Blu-ray season two. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So, man, by next year, I want that to be like everybody's got their hands up. Right? Man, oh, man. Like, let's get out there and share the gospel. Uh, how, who has invited two or more people to church in the last two months? Oop, I think I saw your hand first, Courtney. Number two, bam! Walmart's finest coffee to go, and a couple of candy bars in there. So pass it on. Here, Melvin, hand that down to her. All right, all right. Merry Christmas to you. Here we go. You guys are slow to play, man. This is Christmas time. So who has prayed for a stranger in the last, so in the last month in December? Who has prayed for a stranger outside of these four walls? I just saw Kayla first. Sorry for the rest of you. You get the Jesus mug. Bam. Jesus and coffee, which you basically don't drink anymore. So if you want to exchange that with somebody else, you're more than welcome. Or you just got an upgrade, sir. She drinks tea. <laughs> oh, tea will work. Tea will work. We'll have to just scratch it out with Sharpie and, and see what happens after that. Okay. So let's see here. So a couple of weeks ago, I briefly introduced the church's discipleship process. I said, we're introducing a new vernacular for what we've been pursuing for the last few years, which includes our destiny groups and all that. Now, if you're one of my leaders, keep your mouth shut. 
I see some of the leaders like, like got like go, go gadget arm ready to go. You know, if you can remember the process, the vernacular for the process from a couple of weeks ago when I introduced that, you too get coffee. Do you remember? Shout it out. Bam, that's not right. (laughs) But it does include destiny groups. You know what, though? Listen, these guys are new. What's wrong with the rest of you? They're new. They are. Listen, you know what? See, because, gather, grow, and go. But because you're phenomenal, you're both getting a card. You and There you go. Pass those back to those guys. So it's not much, but it'll get you a cup of coffee at Scooters, which happens to be far superior than Starbucks. <laughs> All right. So number five. Who can... Tell me what our church vision is. I see a little hand. What you got, buddy? Oh, but that's so good. Is that what it is downstairs? Is it Kayla? Is that what it is downstairs? You know what? Here's the thing. Because you were bold. Wrong answer, but you're bold. So here you go. The payday? Which one you want? Snickers or payday? Out of my sight. <laughs> the, the vision of the church. Melvin. You got it inverted, but that's correct. Snickers or payday? I like you. You're good. Transform people, transforming communities. That's who we are around here. Vision to be. Okay, number six. Have you prophesied over someone outside these four walls in the last two months? Who should have had that higher on the list? Ooh, I see. I see you. Do you want to get any more? That's all I got left, Gwen. <laughs> You're awesome. Payday or Snickers? Come on. Let's see. This is harvest right here, man. Like pro- prophesy. Yeah, give her a hand. That's amazing. So good. Prophesy over somebody outside these four walls in the last couple months. Uh, how many of you gave money away to somebody outside these four walls who was in need? I actually saw Bud first. So Bud, Snickers, or Payday? Bam. Good thing I pulled the Paydays the last minute. All right. So, by the way, come on. Come on. That's so good. What two things fulfill the law and the prophets? Oh, snap. He got theological. What two things fulfill the law and the prophets, sir? Brian. This is Brian, by the way. Hi, Brian. Love God, love people. Payday or Snickers? Ha. Oh, no. Ooh, got it. (laughs) Hey, he's a keeper. Come on, listen. These are the new people. What's wrong with all the old people? All the new people are getting the bounty. What is going on here? Come on. All right. Who's the 13th original apostle? There were like 28 apostles in the New Testament, but who was the 13th original? Afraid not. They drew lots for him, if that helps clarify. What was his name? It's okay. Yeah, so I, I don't know how you say it. Matthias, Matthias. You know, I don't even know. Like, well, you get another candy bar, sir. Which one you want? You get the opposite? <laughs> Good job, Melvin. Yeah, like M-A-T-T-I-A-S. I don't know how you actually say it. Matthias? There you go, but he got it nonetheless. Good job, Melvin. So name two reasons why every person is priceless. I don't know who said that, but I mean, that's fair, but two reasons why every individual is priceless. 
Remember? Preached it a couple weeks ago. Yes, ma'am. Come on, all right. Think about it. Why is, why is an ugly Gucci sweater $500? Because Gucci's name's on it. It's because of who made it. Who made you? Father God made you. So number one, you were priceless. Jesus never even need to reaffirm it. You were made by God in His image. His name's stamped on you. You are literally a walking Gucci sweatshirt. <laughs> and then Jesus was like, oh, you people aren't getting it. And then He laid His priceless life down for you. Excellent job, Mrs. Marr. Miss Mar, pardon me. We haven't married her off just yet. Sorry, Toby. Didn't mean to imply. Okay. <laughs> we got two more here. Sorry? Oh, I didn't. Which one you want? Sorry? Okay, we're going to do this. If you get killed in the process, it's your daddy's right there. So, Oh, look at that. So we've got one left. See, I need all the help I can get. Okay. This is a good one. What are the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians 12? <laughs> For a candy bar! Lots of pain. Do you got it? Okay, rattle it off. Ooh, so close. So those are the fruit of the Spirit. I'll give you a second, a second whack at it. So 1 Corinthians 12. Your daddy should be looking in the Scripture right now. The, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12. So we'll, he's already got a candy bar, so we'll move along. So uh, do I see another hand? Probably one of the new people. Barb. No. No. Oh! What is going Okay, well, I'll give you. Is that right? Is that right, people? Faith? Where are we at? I'd have to look it up again. Think about it. Make sure she's right. This doesn't pass Twitter's fact check. Uh, I think Grace is on that list. These are all the miraculous gifts. So steer into the miraculous. Gifts of the Holy Spirit. You're super close, yeah. How many did she get, Melvin? You been counting? No. You're pretty close. You got it. There you go. Close enough. There are nine. If you don't know what they are, go look it up. I could do it. I don't want to waste all your time. <laughs> Well, sorry for the rest of you suckers who didn't get something special today. Uh, you should know your Bible and church trivia a little better. Uh, now you know. Oh, you got cookies. You did get cookies. You're welcome, by the way. No, I'm not going to do that today. So, hey, so Missy's just reminding me that we have the Allens for the Destiny Groups. We're actually going to do that next week, or I'll have Scott come up, fly solo. I know you're probably downstairs, but I just, I don't want to, I don't want to take away from what we're doing today, but... So let me just bless you. Father, I bless all of these who have sacrificed their morning to come make your name great. God, we bless them that this would be a year that is beyond imagination, that they would be a people that are beyond recognition because of your amazing grace that is over them. I'm asking God that you would transform us into your image this year as we behold your beauty and renew our minds in your word, that you would do exceedingly beyond what we could ask or think. Happy birthday, Jesus. Amen. Bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you would like to contact us or would like more information about our church or additional podcasts or resources, please visit us online at harvestwarrensburg.com. We hope to see you soon.